0: I'm Adam Hergenrother and welcome to Business Meets Spirituality. This is a show for leaders and high achievers who've experienced success on the outside and still feel like something is missing in their life, who have made money and accomplished big goals, but then ask themselves, is this all there is? After all, business is nothing but a conduit for your personal growth. Need nothing and enjoy everything. This is Business Meets Spirituality. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Super excited to be here with you today talking about a topic that um, I am super, super passionate about, and one of the ones that really um, got me on this journey for, uh, you know, business, using business as this conduit for our personal growth, business meets spirituality. And this is that conversation of, you know, how we're trained to think more in terms of our linear lives that we're living and ultimately how we use goals every day to try to gain some sort of external validation. So let me give you an example of this. There's been many, many times in your life where you have set a goal. It's even going back to when you were in, you know, fifth, sixth, seventh grade where you wanted a necklace or you wanted a relationship or you wanted, you know, a cell phone, right? My kids are like, you know, they're seven, five and three. And like, when can I get a phone, right? And there's, I'm like, when your maturity levels yourself you still too. And so I'm going to see these, like this constant external verifications of things that they want in order to try to make them feel good, which we all know. And we've, we've been having that conversation. But the thing is, that's really interesting about it is we're trained so much throughout society, right? Even as kids that we have this linear progression of success. And if we follow it, we should feel happy. And I think people, not only are they waking up to realize that's just not true, it's we need to train people to think actually the opposite of all of this. And we're going to talk about how we do that afterwards. But looking about this, it's like this linear life plays out like this. It's like you go to preschool and kindergarten, then first grade, then second grade, third grade, fourth grade, fifth grade, sixth grade, seventh grade, blah, 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 right? All the way up into high school, then you graduate high school, then you may go on to college, and after college, you get a job, and after you get a job, you're gonna, you know, get a partner, and after you get a partner, you're gonna get a house, and after you get a house, you put a wife like a fence around it, after you get your house, you get a dog, because that's just what you do, or maybe like you're like us and you get a you know, a hamster, <laughs> and whatever you get you get the pet, right, and then you're just you know, and then you're grabbing a home equity line, right? You're to remodel your kitchen, and then you're just getting a new car, and then you're just taking a, a little different, better vacation, right? There's this constant linear progression, this pressure. Pressure that's put on us to constantly perform higher than where we are at. Now, there, take a step back when I say that, there is an avenue. Yes, you want to use goals as bait to grow personally. You just, in this particular case, we're using the goal to try to make ourselves feel better inside, which that's why we're taught to live this linear life that every time we reach success externally, man, are we going to feel awesome internally? And as you know, yes, you do for like a minute. Or maybe a week or a month, or maybe if it's something really big, maybe it's a year at most, but you always fall back to your kind of this baseline of joy or happiness that you have in your life. And then you want something more because understanding that in the doing world, right, there's the being world right? you you physically manifest, your soul manifests into a physical body. So therefore your soul's here. And you have the being world, which we've talked about, and then you have the doing world, right? The being world, being is where you're human being, right? Shakespeare even said, you know, to be or not to be, right? You're, you're a being, you be first, and then you, then you do, right? Then you act. And in the doing world, if you spend your time in the doing world, this linear progression world, then every time you reach a level of success, you're going to want more because here's the thing. Yes, in the doing world, there is never going to be an amount that you can fill your cup up. There's never If you want to know, do, or have any of those things, you can't have any of it, you can't even come close to having everything, or knowing everything, or doing everything. I think there's like three thousand plus self help books that come out every single year. So I mean, that would be like reading a book like every thirty seconds, right? It's just you're just not going to be able to have all that. So what? But, but what they teach you though is that hey, you know what? If you just keep getting one more level of success, man, you're going to feel good. And right, I know right now you got, you got you got this going on. Well, if you just get to that level, and then we convince ourselves, we use the mind to escape the present moment to start focusing on the the fantasy of the future. So that we don't have to confront the current situations that we're in and just say, hey, if I get there, man, it's gonna be good. Or, you know, if I just can get through this next week or these next two weeks, man, it's gonna be great. Well, what if you don't get through them? Right? what if you physically leave after right? Meaning that you die. Because you're gonna die if you don't realize that, right? So the whole point is to stop training ourselves and stop training the people around us, our kids, um, the our our coworkers our family members, any of the people around us, we need to stop thinking this linear progression is going to equal success. It's not going to. And so when I had this realization, again, um, when I was 2006, I had made a certain amount of money And uh, when I made it, I realized, I thought for sure, like when I hit $500,000, right, that, man, I was going to feel special. Like somehow like the money was going to inject this serum into me that was going to make me feel whole and complete. And I just didn't know at the time. I mean, I got into business to go after prestige, power, cars things, right? All that stuff to try to make me feel good because I was following everyone else's level of what they told me of how to get success, which is go make more money and you'll be successful. Go accomplish something more and you'll be successful. Go one more level up no matter where you are and you'll be successful, right? Well, you can't go a level up to want to feel differently, right? You're going to go a level up because you want to evolve and grow because you're being first and then you're acting and doing, which is, different conversation. But 99% of us are using the level up, the linear progression of success to make us feel differently. So for me, I realized that it just wasn't going to work, right? That I ultimately, um, I actually got when, I, when I, I remember the conversation I had with my mom and I said, hey, you know, I made $500,000 this year. And I was like 27 years old. And, uh, and I was just like, it's kind of a hubris asshole. And, uh, and I remember my mom sitting there going like, oh, that's great, and moved on in the conversation. She's so unassuming of a person, just didn't care. Um, and I was like, man, right then in that moment, I realized and I'd already kind of, been, kind of been leading into this because I was trying to almost convince myself that I was happy, um, but ultimately I wasn't. And it's because I realized some part of me, a deeper sense, a deeper part of me realized that like, holy shit, none of this is actually going to bring me happiness. And I didn't know what was, and I didn't know what would. It's so that actually is a scary place to become. And I think a lot of us, a lot of achievers who want to go out there and create um, and make money and do really cool things with money and be a leader of steward of capital, um, we get to these places and we say, well, okay, well, then, then I... I I kind of We trying to convince ourselves that like we're happy, or it doesn't mean you're dis. It doesn't mean you're not happy, right? It just means that for me, I actually wasn't. But for people, sometimes it just doesn't mean you're not happy. It just means that there's still something missing, right? Like you have a great life, but there's something missing. And I think a lot of us get to this place where the deep, the more success you start to have, and I don't just mean financial success. I mean just success in your career and your in your you know in your family life, whatever that means to you, in your social life, whatever that means to you. As you get more success. For me, I found it was a deeper sense of frustration, of depression, of loss, because I didn't know what would make me happy. And I kept climbing the ladder, the linear ladder of success, every rung up, right? And I kept feeling worse. It was almost like I was digging deeper into a grave, right? Almost of just not knowing how to get out of it. And then that's when I woke up and I said, okay, well, hold on. There's gotta be something more to life than this. There has to be. I can't live this linear life. I can't, This this is not why I'm here. This is not why I'm here, and this is not why you're not here, right? You're not here to just sit on some ladder and keep climbing it to hopefully try to make yourself feel and masking the real the real opportunity for you to uncover who you are by trying to get some material level of success or some other form of achievement in your life to um, you know put a blanket over who you are. That's just not why we're here, right? And if you're listening to this because you you really love to achieve. And, and, you know, for a while I just said, well, I don't want to give this part of me up and you don't have to, that's a really neat thing. You don't have to choose between the East and the West. You can actually have both. It's just what part of you is doing it. So remember spirituality when you're going deep into spirituality doesn't really change what you do. It changes what part of you is doing it. So the cool, really cool thing is, is, is for when I went on this kind of inward journey at that point in time, again, it's been, you know, 13 years for me uh, on this inward journey when I first kind of hit that real point in my life. And um, the first couple of years, I faked it, right? I just did. I, I thought for sure that you know that I still wanted money and all those different things, and, and I, but I was using it still as a way to try to make me feel better. But I knew that there was something deeper in there. And people, there's, there's a lot of spiritual teachers, teachers who talk about when you first kind of have that moment of awakening, a moment that, there's, that your oneness, a moment of something more that's greater than beyond you, Omnipresent um, world that you know you you spend five to seven years in kind of like this, and I'm not trying to paint an illusion of what your your oneness or awakening or any type of your spiritual growth is going to be because it'll be your own. But for me, it was like this five to seven year period where you just kind of continue to float along, like seeing the truth, but then not operating necessarily from it. And some of us have probably been there before, um, and you're maybe going through it now, and it's all part of natural, just the natural unfolding of what it is. And so, I, as I went deeper and deeper into this conversation. About three or four years into this, when I really started gaining some traction on uh, where kind of what I wanted my life to look like, I started getting very clear that I didn't want to live this linear life anymore. Yet I wanted to. Yeah, actually, you know what it was? It was when I first had my when I had my first daughter um, in 2012. It's a little bit before this, but in 2012. I started getting really clear. When you start having, when you have a baby, you kind of like realize, I remember driving out of the hospital being like, wow, I just can't put this back. (laughs) Like, You have a kid now. It was just a surreal feeling. And I remember looking in the backseat, driving Sienna, my first daughter, to the hospital. This was really cool. But I remember having this kind of profound experience going, okay, well, I don't want to train her to think this way. I need to train her how to think a different way. and I want to show by example. I mean, self-leadership precedes leadership. So I'm going to lead by example. What is that answer? And I didn't have it, right? I just knew that there was something more. And I said, well, what does that answer? So that's when we started going deeper and uncovering more things. And then I really realized that most people live their life in these series of boxes. And it's this very patternized linear progression, which the first box is this kind of this learn box and people spend the majority of their, their, you know, their, Early adolescent years learning, right? It's first grade to college or high school or whatever your last formal education is, right? And as people go through this box, they get through it. They're just kind of like, okay, I just can't wait to get through school. Can't wait to check this box. It's like they're always looking for the next thing, right? Because we're always in the, in the doing world, you're never going to have enough. Just, your ego will never rest, by the way. does not bad, good, or anything. It's just saying that's what it is. It's ne- in the doing world, if you operate from the doing world at all times, you'll never, ever ever get enough. There will always be something more and you'll never be satisfied. So you can live in that world if you want to. Just understand that you're never going to be satisfied and there's always going to be uncertainty in your life that's going to cause you frustration and stress because you're still resisting what is when these things happen. Doesn't mean you can't gain money, right, or financial wealth operating that way. You can but you're ultimately not going to be fulfilled the way you're looking for success to do. And then when you stop being successful or stop being part of the job, you created such an identity around it that you don't know what to do with yourself. So you can't stop at this point because you're faced at that point to look at all the rest of your life. Right. And I don't want that for you. So um, I don't think you want that either. And so it's, it's funny when you, when you bring that back, right. And when you start looking at these boxes, people learn. And then after they've done this learn box, then they move into the work box. And this is that three to four decade work box. And you know, these people, right? They're just like, hey, man, I've got eight more years left of this shitty job. But phew, when I get out, man, that's going to be 66 years old and I'm going to be getting $1,600 a month and I'm just going to, it's going to be awesome, right? It's just, I just got, you know, I got eight more years, I got six more years, I got 12 more years. It's going to, stay with this It's there and they're just miserable and i don't mean like like depressed miserable i just mean that they're just they're just going through the motions you know mediocrity in my life um i have so much more fear of living in mediocrity than i ever do of 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 you know failing failing as in terms of in business world or failing in terms of just not living up to my inner potential of why I'm here on earth, right? And that's a, for me, so it's just, it's a no brainer for always wanting to go out there and take risks. And, and even with podcasts or with the writings or with your own ability to unco- uncover the truth inside yourself, I just don't ever want to, I don't ever want to prevent myself from uncovering who I am. So I just, I always am willing to take that step regardless of what the outcome is going to be, as long as it pushes to self-realizing who I am and and to ultimately bring this to more people. Um, And so, because I think that's why people are here, right? To self-realize who you are, to serve the moment that's in front of you because that's all there is, right? Is to serve the moment that's in front of you by raising it up so it's better off because it went in front of you. So people live in this work-life box, right? So they learn, they stop learning. And I think it's like the average person reads like less than one book a year after they learn, right? So then they go to work and they spend this work box. And even if you like your job, you're still just pounding through it and you're just working through it and you're just, maybe you're collecting a lot of money and you're just doing these things. And then you say, well, hey, hey, one day I'm going to get to this play box. I'm going to get to this play box. And just in my experience from talking with people and, and seeing this is that they live their lives, their entire lives in these big, huge boxes. They learn Then they play, and then they learn, and then they work, and then they hopefully will someday play. Well, we all know the stories where people get to a certain age, and they then they just they something happens, and they can't play at all. Or here's the thing: playing when you're 40 is different when you're playing when you're 65. Playing when you're 50 or 55 is different when you're playing with your 65 or 70. It just is, right? You can't go back and recreate those moments from where you are now. So when I kind of had this, and when I had my daughter, I said, "Well, hold on, I'm going to change my life. I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to live," right? every day so that I'm learning, working, and playing. And so that every day I approach my life with learn, work, play. And so that when I do die or when I do exit this physical body, right, that um, I've given it every single day. I've never not learned, work, or played. And now here's the thing where I want people to understand. This isn't like an equal box, like, okay, I have 24 hours in a day. I need to separate them equally. No. This just means that you're purposeful. You have intention of working, playing, and learning every single day. So give you examples of this. I mean, my life is pretty similar in terms of what I do every day. First of all, Here's the other thing is, is work can be play sometimes. For me, business is my sport. I really enjoy. I love what I do. I love being able to serve. I love being able to create companies. I love being able to serve the communities. I love being able to creating value. I love the wealth component that comes from that. So there's really amazing things you can do as a steward of capital um, for people around you, for communities, for yourself, right? For other people. it's Just really neat thing to do. So I love coming from that avenue. But I So sometimes that's play, but sometimes it's not, right? Sometimes you have to buckle down and sometimes you You've got to get extremely focused, um, knowing all along that you're here to serve, right? We've been be, be clear on that, that you're here to serve. You're not here to get something from work. You're here to serve the moment, but sometimes you have to serve more. And I also want to make a comment about serving um, that I was sharing with a group that I was teaching to last week was serving when people, when people. F- First, to hear the word serving. I think they have this impression that serving means that you're kind of just very lackadaisical and you're kind of like lying around and you're just, just kind of just, you know, in la la land. Well, it has nothing to do with that. I, I gave the example of like somebody like Steve Jobs served the world, right? By creating what he created through the simplicity simplistic mind that he has in terms of and that's not, simplistic is not in terms of like a negative. He just very, he, his drive was simplicity. His life was very simplistic, right? I mean, think about the clothes that he wore. He was one who brought that originally there. His house had like no furniture in it. It was just very simple. He just didn't wear shoes most of the time, right? Just very simple. And that's why he brought it to, you know, to an iPhone, just the simplicity or the iPod, right? And just kind of, he's always focused on simplicity by serving the world, by doing that. But that guy didn't sit around, did he? Elon Musk is a great example of this. He's still Trying to serve the world in greater in a greater way, so he's serving all these guys had plenty of money, right? Steve Jobs came back and worked for free for most of the time. It had nothing to do with money. It had to do with serving the world by creating this massive value by serving it. So serving, I want you to think of those guys as examples or somebody else that you know in your world that you can resonate with has nothing to do with like being lackadaisical or not being successful. It just means that you're serving at the highest level by providing the most value, if you will, to the community, to people that are around you. So sometimes, again, sometimes you have to up your serving of, of what it is through hard work and dedication and execution, right? you have to do that at times but you're doing it because you're serving. You're not doing it to get something from the moment, you're not doing it so that you can to get to some linear progression of the next thing you need to get to so you can feel good. You're doing it purely as a way to evolve inwardly that you're doing it to a way to grow inward first so that every opportunity is, is an opportunity for you to uncover the true nature of who you are, right? That's why business is this massive, really cool conduit, so that we continue to grow every single day. Because that's why we do. We're in business so that we have these really cool problems, right? And I was listening to Ray Dalio talk about this, and he said that, um, you know, print, he, in his book Principles, he talks about this, and and he basically said that problems are his way of looking at. He looks at problems like they are puzzles, right? Where uh, every problem is a puzzle. And if you solve the puzzle, you add more value to the world. And as you add more value, you get the reward. And so just a different way of serving through the puzzle, right? Through the problem that's there so that you can see the problem. It's a puzzle. Now you figure out the puzzle by getting different opinions around this, not becoming the puzzle, not becoming the problem. You're just witnessing and watching it and getting amazing opinions around that. And then you're able to solve the puzzle And you gain little bits of information from solving each problem slash puzzle that you carry with you so that you solve larger and larger ones again um, throughout your life. And that's serving the larger and larger the problem, you're serving more of the people, which is pretty cool. So I started scheduling and, and laying out my life so that I learned, worked, and played every day. So for me, examples of this is, you know, I get up. You know, probably around four o'clock on average. Some days it's three. Some days it's three thirty. Some days it's four thirty, depending on how much volume of exercise I have to do. But I get up and I spend about an hour and a half of you know journaling, meditation, personal development, right? And and, and in that morning routine that I have. Um, to make sure that I'm very purposeful in this. And that's to me, that's, that's, I really enjoy that. Um, it's learning. I'm growing in that aspect. Uh, I'm working because I'm working on myself. Self leadership is leadership. So I'm kind of ca- hitting all these different kind of combinations. And then I get ready to exercise between two and three hours of exercise a day. And that's when I'm listening to Audible. Um, I'm just doing my best thinking a lot of times in these things. So that is, you know, I'm playing sometimes, right? Sometimes it's exercise is playing. Sometimes it's work to exercise, by the way. So I don't equate work. With, like, physically going to your working environment or writing a paper. For me, exercise can be work at times. It also can be play, right? It also can be learning, right? If I'm doing a race and I get to learn a lot, or if I'm just doing an exercise and I learn a lot, that's cool too. So I'm, I'm combining all of these things every single day. So I'm just purposeful on these three different boxes instead of waiting for certain milestones or certain times in the future to happen. I'm going to live that now because that's all we have. So again, bring this learn, work, play every single day of your life. And then after I get through exercise, then I show up at work. And then when I'm at work, again, sometimes that's work. Sometimes that's play. Sometimes that's learning, right? Or all three of them on a daily basis. So then you kind of start to string these things together. So every day you end up learning, working, and playing. And you're purposeful on it. Now, again, one day it may be, you know, 10 minutes of soul time with your kids. Maybe, you know, playing, right? It may be work sometimes, to be honest with you, right? When you're there and you really don't want to necessarily stop middle of everything that you're doing and because you're working on a big project or whatever it is and your kids need your soul time right and you got to stop and do that As it can be work to stop that for a second but then you remind yourself why you're here to serve you're in that moment with your kids stop and serve right again that can be work for a second and then it turns into play right so then you can you, you should constantly have this if you just if you're looking at it from this angle that you want to schedule and design your life, like this work-life harmony, right? Not like work-life integration. It's work-life harmony. You just you're just combining all of this throughout your day, so that you're learning, working, and playing every single day. Now, the really neat thing is, is that if you're purposeful on this, you literally start to string a lot of these things together, so that your life becomes a very the very essence of who you are starts to uncover faster because you're just, you put these things into play and therefore when you do die, which we all go into, you don't realize that, congratulations, you will leave this physical body, you have, you, you're literally learning, working, and playing every single day instead of trying to wait for certain things to happen before you can play. Instead of, you know, I can only read this book until, you know, once I get through this project. Well, No. Just set aside your time. Remember, time is not a cheat. We all have 24 hours in a day, right? So you don't have, somebody doesn't have more time than you. They're just purposeful on living learning, working, and playing every day. So what does it mean to you? What does it mean to learn? i just give you some examples for me. I mean, it's, it's soul time. It's, you know, it's 10 minutes of soul time, then it's 10 hours of work, right? Because here's the thing when you're working and, and you're, and you're playing while you're working, there's no hours on this. Like there's no like punch in and punch out for me, right? This is just, I'm constantly loving what I'm doing for the most part, right? And so you're playing, you get this opportunity to serve and you may just be, you know, you're just writing a paper or working on a project that just lasts 20 hours, right? And, right? I don't know, like you just keep going. So it's not a segment of that. Then you pause and then you maybe go work out or maybe you sleep, right? Or maybe then the next day, maybe you just play for a period of time. The key is to understand what, is, what does work mean to you? What does play mean to you? And what does learning mean to you? And learning could be a language. It could be a piano. It could be swimming, right? When I first started getting the triathlons, I had no idea how to swim. One of the coolest parts about learning a new sport was all of the learning that went into it. You know, It's just I just had a, um, a, uh, an Olympian, a four-time Olympian come in and speak to our group. And he actually had now recently transitioned into triathlons. And he said, one of the cool things about this is, he goes, you know, when you get really good at your sport, you could spend years, for like a minute of growth, right? But when you first get into a new sport, it's like you're dropping 30 minutes, an hour, right? Into, you know, a full Ironman or these type of things. He said, the growth is just imme- is, is immense, right? It's just happening. So again, that's a really cool thing is you can use physical exercise as a way to get better, but also as a way to learn. And then as you learn to gain more knowledge and swimming and pushing through and dedication, execution, grit, hustle, limitless, these type of things to start showing up in your life. So what I want you to do is I want you to define what these mean to you. What does learning mean to you? What does work mean to you? And what does play mean to you? Again, I try to give examples of play can be work. Play can be exercising, but exercise can be work, right? So you just, and it doesn't matter the number of hours you get to pick that. It may be five minutes of reading, right? It may be a day of reading, right? You get to decide what this looks like and then you find your rhythm in it. The reason why I want this to be important to you is because so you can get caught in this trap of living this linear progression, and so you can start bouncing out of that, of thinking that if I just get to the next rung on the ladder, that I'm going to feel better. Well, you've already done this. I don't need you to tell you this. I mean, you're listening to this because you've, you've achieved some level of success, whatever that means to you. And you know that there's something inside that's begging a deeper question. And it's the inward one. It's how do I use what I'm doing every day by learning, working, and playing as an opportunity to uncover who I am, to answer the deep question that you're actually looking for, right? And that's just, that's ultimate just self-realizing who you are and why you're here. And when you start doing this, you'll start evolving. And as you evolve, you'll go deeper and deeper and you'll end up getting drunk in your own consciousness, right? And that's just part of the really neat thing about all of this. So we can use learning, working, and playing every day as a way to gain spiritual development, as we can use this as a way to grow our businesses, by the way, because as we gain all of these insights, these become assets in our lives, so that we can tackle problems slash puzzles differently, so we can deal with leaders in a different way, so we can deal with people in a different way. If you're always out there trying to get to the next rung of success on this linear path That we've been taught to do, when things get in your way, you're going to create a lot of stress around that because you're like, well, man, if I don't get to that level, I'm not going to feel a certain way. Man, man, this is this block is right here. Man, if I just can't get through this, and you just get so frustrated and stressed and pushing hard and sacrificing all these other things in your life because you just got to get through that whole thing, instead of stopping and realizing that it's just an opportunity for you to let go of the part of you that wants to go and make that about you feeling a certain way and letting go of that part of you and, and learning to serve, right? Learning to come from that place. And so as you put all of this together, you become a much better leader, become a much, much better community individual, and you just don't become problems. Look, the minute you become the problem, you've already lost. You can't lead anymore. And that's why self-leadership is so important. And when you bring in live, learn, work, and play every day, that is your self-leadership. That is your opportunity for you to capitalize on living the progression of your life. I mean, not the linear progression, the progression of your life every day. Instead of waiting for these major boxes to happen, you just get rid of that and just enjoy every part of everything that you're doing, right? And that's why I have this big sign that says, need nothing, enjoy everything. The trailer of this podcast has that need nothing and enjoy everything. It doesn't mean you don't have goals. It doesn't mean you don't go out there and create. It just means the part of you who's doing it is serving in a way that you're never trying to get something externally to make you feel different, whole, and complete. You already are. You just, and it's not like people say, well, I need to figure out who that is. No, you just got to uncover it. It's already there. It's already natural inside you. It's not like trying to lift 5,000 pounds, which may be impossible for some people. It's like people kind of, can everyone do it? Of course you can. Of course you can. It's already in you to be able to do this. So these are just steps that you use, kind of a little guideline that really helped me out in, in earlier in my life, about seven years ago, I started putting these things into play to learn, work, and play every single day of my life so that I'm purposeful on my own growth. And I hope this helps you as well too, to just define what these means, then bring back um, into your life of what this looks like so you can capitalize on this and just knowing that every time you're learning, working, and playing, whatever the examples are and what they mean to you, is your opportunity to serve in the moment. The other thing that I just want to mention is as you see people around you, or you find yourself wanting to get through a, hey man, we've got a really tough week, we just got to get through this. I'm constantly reminding people in my organization that I said, hey, they're like, you know, and, and maybe there are five daily questions they sent to me, and somebody just this recently happened and gives an example of this. And I just basically said, hey, look, here's the thing, you know, I don't understand that it's going to be a longer week that you get the opportunity to serve, right? I understand that. Um, don't try, don't wish your way through these next two weeks because when you wish yourself through this, you're going to miss the entire point of what you were supposed to learn from it. You're going to miss the entire opportunity of really serving this moment. You're going to miss the opportunity for you to be present in the moment because you're constantly going to be wishing and thinking that your life's going to be better once you get through this. In fact, it doesn't. Once you get through it, then your body instantly, within minutes, goes, okay, what's next? What's next? Where is it? Because remember, in the doing world, (laughs) in the doing world, you're never going to be able to satisfy that ego. You're never going to. So if you allow that to run your life, this kind of this dream like state that we live in, that we create this illusionary idea of who we are in the in the doing world, you're never going to be satisfied. It's true. You'll never reach that point. That's why you have to stop, realize you're being first, and then you do. That's why when business meets spirituality, it's first being, then you serve the business. Instead of being the business and then trying to throw a splash of serving every now and then when it makes sense, right? So first be, then do. Um, and as you do that, and and you'll start to gain a deeper appreciation for what that means and what that looks like. But remember, growth in business, growth in spirituality, personal growth, whatever that means to you, is a sequential process. It's very rare that it's sequ- it just automatically happens overnight. You may have awakenings, you have moments of this, and I'm sure you have, And then it loses it, and you think you've gone, and it's not gone. It's just you've had these awakenings, and you know the truth, and now you start seeing it. You come to this weird spot, too, where it's like maybe you see the truth, but you know you're operating from a different place, right? That's all natural. It's all part of the process. Just keep going through it, and just keep recognizing it, and you'll keep growing in your own path. So design what, what learn, work, and play means to you, and then make sure you take this linear progression of life. Out of your thinking as much as you can to bring awareness around this. That stop trying to convince yourself and just really do some deep work on what that means. What is it really going to feel like if I eat this piece of cake? Right, I, you know I'm I'm trying to cut some more weight for a certain weight class and 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 Ironman and. And I've got to really watch every little thing. It's like, well, is my life going to be better because I eat this piece of cake, right? And just start asking these deeper questions. Is my life going to be better if I have that car? Is my life going to be better? It doesn't mean maybe it's a beautiful car. Maybe you want the car. Maybe it's just this beautiful piece of machine. Yes, then get it. As long as it doesn't own you, as long as it creates no identity to you, it's awesome. Enjoy it, right? It's there. It's the same thing with money. the same thing with things. Just enjoy it. They're there. They're awesome. They're beautiful pieces. But if, if they were to leave tomorrow, you would not change meaning you would not change inside who you are because you're already whole and complete. There's nothing that outside that can make you feel better. That's when you get to enjoy everything. That's when you need nothing, but you enjoy every part of serving. Thanks so much for listening to today's episode of Business Meets Spirituality. I know there are hundreds of thousands of podcasts out there and I appreciate you choosing this one. If you liked it, how about sharing with some friends? And folks, remember, never give up on joy.